Daddy, welcome back, mate. It's been a while. Hello, Guru. What's going on, champion? Not too much, mate. Just a cracking weekend of footy. Only, well, three games left this season. It's gone too fast, hasn't it? 100%, man. Um, thank God for NFL because, you know, like after NRL season, I'm sitting there with my dick in my hand. I don't know what to do with myself. So, yeah, finals footy, it's good. Um, like I said to you before, though, I wouldn't mind jagging a multi or just getting some sort of money back from sports bet. That'd be nice. I went the whole weekend without a single punt. Fuck, it was sensational. I finished on $0. It's probably my best weekend in about six months. Mate, that's a win. That is a win. We'll take them, mate. Let's uh, let's have a look at the games over the last weekend. Obviously, I've spoken about them a bit. I'm interested to hear your opinion. Raiders, 22. Roosters, 18. Um, you know, obviously, as a Roosters fan yourself, must have been a tough watch, but it seemed to me that they just ran out of gas, and fair enough after all they've achieved, mate. 100%. Um. I don't want to use the word sluggish because they were still they were in it for most of the game. Like obviously the Raiders hit out pretty quick, um, but yeah, you could tell that yeah there wasn't much left in the tank and just that they just got beat on enthusiasm. Um, and in both games over the weekend, it was enthusiasm that really got the win for the two winners. So tough, tough loss. I was re- I was pretty confident that the the Roosters would get it one to twelve over the weekend, um, just with that you know the sort of players that they've got in that team. But you know it's hard enough going back to back, let alone back to back to back. So yeah, mate. I had uh, Brett White, Raiders assistant coach, on my podcast this morning, and we spoke about that Roosters game, and he just said how much he was talking about how much it meant to the players. And you know, to me, I'm a little bit worried the Raiders they might have already played their grand final. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, they would have had to have gotten up sky high um, in that game to beat the um, the Roosters. So it is tough and it is a letdown spot for the Raiders coming into this weekend. I mean, it's going to be tough coming up against the Panthers um, and Storm off a rest, you know, a week off anyway. Um, and like you said, you know, playing their grand final before they've gotten there, it's going to be even tougher. So great, great side. Um, the Raiders, but um, that would have taken a lot out of them. You know, it's yeah, it's a big mobile pack that the Roosters have, and they play side to side footy as well. Um, you know, skill all over the park. So yeah, they'll be feeling it this week, mate. Uh, there's plenty of questions around your halfback, young Kyle Flanagan. I just think he's copped an unbelievable amount of criticism this year for a bloke in his first season. You know, they've managed to get into the top four. He's he's filled in the shoes of Cooper Cronk. I, I think the loss of Victor Radley during the year was massive for Kyle Flanagan. I actually don't think it affected anyone more than Kyle Flanagan. What are your thoughts on his season? I thought he had an unbelievable season. I thought he uh, played well above expectation. Um, obviously, coming into a new system, uh, you know, Halfway through the season, he was the he was the highest points scorer in the league. Uh, he had that right edge for the Roosters, absolutely fucking humming. And for people to compare him to Cooper Cronk is just ludicrous. It, there is no comparison. Maybe 
10 years down the track, we can have a talk about the two. But at, at the moment, he's a kid. Uh, and he seems to be steering this team uh, around the park really well, and he's got a bright future. Mate, the other game of last week, of course, the Rabbitohs 38 over the Parramatta Eels 24. What did you see here? Yeah, look, if if the Eels could have sustained that enthusiasm that, that they brought to the game early on, they went a long way to winning this game, but it, they just didn't play a full 80 minutes. And... As soon as the cracks started opening up in their defense and their attack started, you know, getting me a, a bit lackadaisy sort of thing, the bunnies just took everything they had and, um, you know, took it with both hands and just they were, they were pretty much unbeatable in the second half of that second half. So it was a good game to watch, like really high octane offense on both sides of the ball. But yeah, I, I sort of knew that that was the way the game script was going to play out. Eels would come out really hard and try and hit South and try and maintain that lead. And then um, Bunnies would, would come back and win the game. So I actually had Eels to um, lead at halftime and Bunnies to win. I just didn't get the try scorers. Mate, what about uh, that You know that 12-minute explosion by the Parramatta Eagles. You know, Clint Gutherson, I think he scored two. He laid it on another. Just unbelievable footy. I mean, if they could maintain that for 40 minutes, it would have been Red Rover. They were just incredible. And I think during that period of time, I think South Sydney made something like 65 tackles to the Eagles, like three or four tackles. Like, for for South Sydney to get back up after that, you know, just explosion of points and that amount of defence in a short amount of time, it really was impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, look, it was... It was worrying signs for the for the bunnies at that point when Gutho was just, I mean King Gutho was just owning them. He was everywhere. He was doing everything. He was popping up on both sides of the fields, middle, back, left, right, everywhere. Uh, and then yeah, it just sort of died off. It was, it was really good to see Parramatta attacking that well because you know you and I have talked about it in the last sort of month of football. The Parramatta Eels really haven't shown us. Uh, much in offense and to see him play like that was fantastic they just couldn't hold on to it and the class of the bunnies just shone through in the end and mate i was really impressed with the bunnies forwards i gave them a lot of shit early on in the season saying you know they didn't have much go forward but some of these blokes are really putting their hand up to tola liam knight and giving cook some space and once you give cook space you see what he can fucking do and he showed it on the weekend Mate, I'll get to the bunnies in a minute, but for me, that that game on the weekend, I've never seen a single moment turn a game more than that one the other night. I mean, Cook gives away that penalty, you know, potential sin binning there. They got away with it. Parramatta took the two points, hits the post. Of course, Parramatta are back on halfway getting ready for the kickoff, which is, you know, has always annoyed the living shit out of me in the in the NRL. And the game was just flipped on its head instantly. And dare I say, Parramatta, they stood no chance after that. Yeah, mate. Well, the momentum swing has been the big story in finals football in 2020, hasn't it? Uh, it's just one team hitting out in front, getting a lead, and then something happens, whether it's a penalty or, you know, it's a big hit or something that just lifts the other side, and then there's this fucking huge momentum swing, and it's over from then on. And that's ha- happened in every single game during the finals this year. What did you think of uh, Mitch Moses' performance? Yeah, look, it's hard. It's hard with Mitch because sometimes, sometimes I think he tries to do too much, and he really needs to learn to 
to trust Dylan Brown because Dylan Brown, I've got massive raps on this kid as a footballer. And if he just trusts Dylan to do what, I mean, Dylan might've been a bit undercooked. I don't know with that injury. Did he, did he rush back? I'm not sure, but if they can sort of work out a really good combination there and Mitch Moses sort of takes a little bit of a backseat, doesn't try to do too much because when he tries to overplay his hand, that's when he just drops the bundle. And and once his confidence drops, uh, that's it for the game. He can't really regain it. He's a def- he's a definitely like a, a confidence player. And when he's when he's scoring tries, when he's putting tries on, when his kicks are sticking, uh, he's one of the best in the business. But if it's not coming off, yeah, it, it's it's hard for him to sort of regain uh, the control over the game as a halfback. So I thought it could have been better. And hopefully he can learn from that experience for next year. Mate, obviously the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I mean, you know, both of us over the last month or so, we haven't been exactly buying the stocks of South Sydney, you know. Before that Roosters game, I honestly thought they were no hope. I thought they'd be out, you know, first week, possibly second week. But once once the finals did line up, we did say the other week, you know, they've got Newcastle. They'll more than likely play Parramatta the week after. Two teams lacking a lot of confidence. It doesn't surprise me. As we said a few weeks ago, they're in this game. But, you know, I've had people message me on Instagram for the last two weeks absolutely razzing the living shit out of me for calling them pretenders. This is the week they've got to stand up, don't they? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, yeah, you called them pretenders. But at the end of the day, if they don't win this week, it means nothing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yet to be seen um, what they can do in a big game. I had every every confidence that we were going to beat the, the Eels over the weekend. But this, this week, coming up against the best in the business, Penrith, I mean really going to have to be on their game on both sides of the ball defense offense they're going to have to be humming just to stay in this game so look i don't give them a chance to to beat penrith but hats off to them they've been playing fantastic football and you know cody walker has been just short of brilliant uh in finals football so they've been a great team to watch that's for sure Mate, let's dive into that game this week. It's obviously the Saturday night game for the Penrith Panthers. They're 1-17, except, of course, Kurt Capewell. He comes in for Viliami Kikau. Now, I dropped on my podcast last night that this... I think there's a real silver lining here. As damaging as Kikau is, as high as his ceiling is, I think Ivan Cleary, he'll be pretty stoked that Kurt... Kurt Capel's in there this week. I mean, defensively, he is just so solid. And, you know, if you make Kikau make 25 tackles in the opening 30, 40 minutes, he's gassed and he he will start to miss tackles. He'll make bad reads. I really like Kurt Capel in there. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. The Panthers have just incredible depth all over the park. And Capel was touted to, to start for the Panthers early on in the season before his injury. Um, and it just so happened that Liam Martin came in for him and then just played the house down so he couldn't get back in there. So he'll do a job uh, and he, he can play a great um, offensive role for the Panthers as well. Don't worry about that. He'll run a really great line and give Luai uh, some opportunities close to the line. But you're right, mate. The defense is what's going to win the game here for the Panthers because both sides... Super high octane offense, you know, it's it's Rabbitohs. They have some lapses in defense, and you saw that on the weekend um, on with the Eels and Gutho carving them up. So 
that's going to be the difference in this game. It's going to be the Panthers' defense. They're the best in the business. They can say can see just twelve point seven points on average per game. Uh, so look, the Panthers come to play, and they play you know a really good, solid defensive game and try and keep these rabbits' guns in check. That'll be it. Mate, to, to only concede an average of 12.7 points or whatever you said, like in a regular season, that would be impressive. This year, when there's been more points scored than ever, and the rules have literally leaned towards, you know, teams scoring more points, that is beyond belief. Yeah, mate, and that's that's what's impressed me with the Panthers throughout the entire season is their forward pack especially have just been on point. James Tamo, James Fisher-Harris, obviously Kikau is amazing. Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, for a guy that was one glancing blow in, on his temple away from retiring, to have the season that he's had this year is just incredible. They really are the entire package at the moment and they will be extremely hard to beat. Like, obviously it wasn't on last week's podcast, but the weekend before we were worried, we were talking about it's a young side. Will the the gravity of this situation of NRL finals get to these kids? Obviously, Panthers are going to be a strong side for the next decade if they keep hold of some of these players they've got. But what we're seeing from the Panthers is they don't give a fuck. They're playing on pure, pure enthusiasm and confidence, and they don't give a fuck who they're playing. They're high-fiving. They've all got their different handshakes. They're, they're having a great time. They're enjoying their football. And when I saw that, like, fuck, they, they, these kids could do it. They could absolutely do this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here now. Confidence and momentum that you know they've got it falling out of their ass at the moment. What will you know this ten or twelve day break do for them? It really worries me with this side. Yes, and I see where, where you're going with this is because they are like I just explained. They they're a side that thrives on that enthusiasm and confidence and momentum and you know everything like that. But of course, you know they've got an extra sort of. 12 days, 12, 13 days to to relax, to to heal some of those niggling injuries, to to get ready for this big game. It can work on both ways, you know. Like they could come in a little bit, little bit rusty, um, or they could come into this game fresh as fuck and just absolutely blitz the rabbits, you know. And I, I guess we won't know until the game starts. Uh, you'd, ha- you'd you would think that that Ivan would have spent this time off and, you know, spent it getting the boys ready mentally for this game rather than worrying about the X's and O's or, or, or training them too hard. So, look, I'll, I'll take it as a positive um, coming into this finals game against the Rabbitohs. Mate, I think Penrith will win, but, you know, it is a worry for me. I mean, you look back, you know, two or three weeks ago in the last round where Melbourne rested all their players, they came out against Parramatta and Parramatta won that first, you know, 20 minutes of footy and then the Melbourne Storm had to fight their way back. You look at the Canberra Raiders, they rested all their guys in the last round against the Sharks. They lost the first half against the Sharks, you know, George in the first week of the semis, George Williams took that intercept just on half time. They got them back into it. It's a real worry for me how this Penrith Panthers team is going to show up. And I'll tell you what, if there's one team you don't want to fall asleep to for the first 20 minutes, it has to be this fucking Rabbitohs mob, doesn't it? 100%. And it's going to be the battle of the left edges, isn't it? I mean, so you've got the Panthers who have scored 50 tries uh, down their left edge, which is the, the highest in the NRL. 
And then you've got South Sydney Rabbitohs who scored 49 on their left edge, so the second. So it's going to be what right edge defence contain this incredible left edge attacks from both both sides. And I put it down to Penrith's defence getting the win here and stopping. You know what they're going to do. They're just going to put a lot of pressure on Cody Walker and hope that he folds. So, mate, great game. This is the the game of the round for sure, Um, just because of the type of footy both teams can play and have been playing um, in the last sort of four to six weeks um, of the NRL competition. I just can't wait, man. I'll be. It'll be close in both games. You know, it's a one to twelve. When as soon as you come into finals, just take one to twelve because. You know, both teams want it, um, and they're both going to be up for it. I just think Panthers are just going to be too strong defensively, so I'll be taking Panthers 1-12. to Mate, I can make you one guarantee. I'm sure Ivan Cleary, when he was watching the Rabbitohs last weekend, and uh, Clint Gutherson, he really put a number on uh, Campbell Graham out there on the Rabbitohs' right edge. I have no doubt he would have been on the ho- on the horn to uh, Jerome Luai just saying, did you see that? Did you see that? Um, it, it, a lot of this comes down to Campbell Graham for me and, and his defence. Yeah, and so throughout the entire season, Campbell Graham has actually been one of their worst defenders. Um, just making de- decisions. I mean, he's a young player. He's just a kid, and it's something that he will improve on throughout his career, but he has been a weak spot for the Rabbitohs. And if they take advantage of that, and Luai, who is fucking red hot at the moment, just the fact that when he gets the ball, one knows what the fuck he's going to do. Is he going to kick? Is he going to jump, step, grubber, throw it out the back, do whatever? No one knows what he's doing. And that just puts defenses, not just in two minds, in five or six minds. And as soon as that happens, that's going to spin Campbell Graham the fuck out. And you can you can bet your ass that Crichton's going to be running a hard straight line just off Campbell Graham's hip. And, um, yeah, he's a nice anytime try scorer Mate, uh, you know, it, it was a few weeks ago now against the Parramatta Eels when they really gave it to them that night. But um, obviously, Latrell Mitchell went down in that game and it left a lot of questions marked over this side, you know, whether AJ was going to play fullback or Corey Allen was going to play fullback. And Corey Allen has just grabbed it with both hands. And, mate, I'm not sure if Latrell gets this jersey back next year. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Latrell moved out to left center and then use Corey Allen in the one. It's very interesting. I was having this conversation with a lad at the pub the other day. I think Corey Allen in the games that he's played at one have played better and looked better than Luttrell has this season. Yes, Luttrell has that spark of brilliance in him and you go, fuck, how good is he? But just Corey Allen, correct me if I'm right, just looks more solid at the back there. He just looks more dependable than than Luttrell. You know, you're getting more runs out of him per set. You're getting more involvement out of him. And on top of that, he's got that beautiful pass, that beautiful touch you know, tip on that um, you want from your your fullbacks and your backline plays. So, man, comes down to you know, can they talk Latrell around to playing center? You know, obviously he went to the rabbit rabbits with the promise of playing fullback and getting some big money playing fullback for the rabbits. But uh, I'm with you, man. I'd rather Corey Allen to be fair.
Mate, I think the game is telling Latrell Mitchell to go play centre. I mean, you look at all the fullbacks that are left and the top fullbacks in the game, they are the ones that have, you know, 30 touches of, of the footy a game. They're sniffing through the middle. And, you know, this is what Corey Allen brings. And the other thing I think too is that the stocks of centres, they have skyrocketed this year. Centres are, like, you need strike centres in your team now. For, for me, over the last four or five years, it's been close to the most irrelevant position on the field, yeah? If you bring Latrell back into the centres, it's more prominent now as the game's evolved this year. And fullbacks, you need a guy that's going to sniff and run through 25 times and only get the ball on eight of those occasions. And Latrell, he just doesn't have that in him. The, the way that you need a fullback now has moved away from Latrell and the strike center is back in rugby league. I, I just think it works perfectly for them. He He's built for that position. Like, he, he, he doesn't like to get involved in every play. Uh, he doesn't like to take hu- tough hit-ups. He loves it when he's inside half, sets him up beautifully, gives him early ball, and lets him do his thing. He's a center. He it, it, it just you're not a modern-day fullback, Latrell. You're a strike center, and it's clear as the nose on his face. So I'm with you, man. If if he plays center, left center, with Cody Walker feeding him the ball, and Corey Allen coming around with that sweet play, fuck me. That is dangerous, man. And, mate, like, I was the first one in, you know, the round one and round two in preseason to say, be patient with Latrell. He will be a success at fullback. But... Since these rule changes have come in, it's a different game of footy now. I, I, I don't think his best position is fullback anymore. I think it is definitely centre. Mate, another guy that's really impressed me for the Rabbitohs, he looks to be one hell of a footballer, is Bailey Siren, and he is tough as nails. Solid, isn't he? Uh, and with him and Jaden Sewer in the back row, they're both really similar players. Love huge hit-ups. They love the rough stuff. Very physical uh, and super solid in defence. So... Yeah, I've been impressed by both Sua and Surinan uh, in these final series because, um, yeah, they've got a they've got a big future, both these guys. The other man that comes on for South Sydney that I absolutely love, he's only playing, you know, 20, 25 minutes at the moment, is Kulamantungi. I think the impact he has is massive. I think, you know, I, I, know, I know they've got a, a, you know, they've found some really handy forwards in, in Sua, Surinan. They've obviously got Jai Arrow coming next year. But, mate, I really think this guy has to play 40-plus minutes next year. He's been sensational. Yeah, he has been fantastic. And look, these bench guys for the Rabbits have got a big job this week because it's been these guys for the Panthers like Leota and Tedavana who've come on in the back end of these halves and really ripped it into defences when they're tied. So they're going to have to come on and and deal with these guys. And look, if, if they're not up to the task, that's when Penrith will start rolling up the middle. What's your score prediction for this one, mate? Fuck. Uh, look, I'll go. Go twenty four twenty Panthers. Tight one. Yeah, I, yep. I, I'm 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 thinking around that mark as well. I'm going to go twenty eight twenty two to the Penrith Panthers. Um, I I just I, I I do think they'll start slow. I think this what this ten days off it will have an effect of them to some extent. But I just think you know once they click into gear, they're just too good, aren't they? Yeah, hundred um, percent. That one to twelve is a special. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I do like Crichton anytime. It's out of him and um, the source for a for a try because obviously the rabbits they're conceding forty seven percent of their tries on their right edge. So I'm 
go. I'll, I'll I'll put the kiss of death on Crichton to get one. One so Crichton and Panthers one to twelve. There you go. I'm going to go Panthers 1-12 to and Mansour for me. I just think um, they would have taken a lot from that tape last week. And, I, I yeah, I, I, Mansour's been impressive this year, but, he, you know, he hasn't crossed the stripe as much as I, as I thought he would. I, I, I think that when people look at the try-scoring list and his stats and whatnot, I think he's actually playing better than what you're seeing on stat sheets at the moment. Oh, man. And, look... Scoring tries isn't what he's getting paid to do. So yeah. when he when he crosses for that that meat pie, you know it's just a cherry on top because you know they've got him there to make those twenty to twenty five hit ups a game and be that solid carrier of the ball coming out of their own twenty. So, but you're right with that left edge and when Luai starts playing deep on that left edge attack and getting that cutout ball going out to source, it's pretty much over Red Rover and Source dives into the corner. So that could be on, mate. I don't mind it at all. They'd probably both get a try in this one. Now, the other prelim final this weekend, of course, sees the Melbourne Storm taking on the Canberra Raiders. For the Melbourne Storm, I believe they're 1-17. Obviously, teamless, one to keep an eye on. Dale Finucane in the 18. If he's fit, he comes in, doesn't he? Oh, mate, 100%. You'd have to think he'd drop out. Um, Tommy Eisenhuth would drop out for him, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%, mate. Um, yeah, have you heard anything about uh, how he's how he's firm? I, ha- I haven't at all, mate. I haven't. Um, so I'm, I'm not. I, I honestly didn't expect him to be named in this. So I, I, I don't think he will play. But I mean, oh, mate, if if Dale Finucane's at seventy percent, I think you've got to pick him, don't you? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Look, how good. But. Did you notice that fucking Big Nas played nearly 80 minutes at lock the other game? He he is special, isn't he? I know Tino gets, you know, all the praise in the world. This guy has been massive this year. Six foot eight. God knows what he fucking weighs. Playing 80 minutes? Man, hectic. I couldn't believe it. He's still on the field. Mate, Nas and Tino up against Tapanay and Josh Papali this week. It is one hell of a clash. I'm so excited for this one. Mate, it's it's actually a pretty hectic matchup because you've got you got a side in the Raiders who score more tries up the guts than any Raiders team. I think I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago that they're a special up the middle. Um and then Tapanay smashes them, gets that try, and then on the weekend, you know, um big Josh Papali looking good up the guts as well. But now they're coming up against a four pack in the storm who pride themselves on their middle third D and their their uh, their try line defence? You know you're not getting past some of these big boys in in the storm defence. So that sort of takes away that big advantage that the Raiders have had of late is you know scoring tries up the middle. So very interesting, very interesting. Styles make fights, and it's going to be one hell of a fight in this one, mate. I I think the key matchup here is obviously going to be both. You know, both the Canberra's and the Melbourne Storm, their right centers, Jordan Rapana and Branko Lee, both have a lot of defensive issues in them, and they'll both be marked. Like Branko's marking their strike center in Jared Croker, Rapana's marking their strike center in Justin Olam. Whoever handles their opposition better, that could really be the the deciding factor in this game. Yeah, a hundred percent. And look. Jack Whiten's been a real strike player for the Raiders in this final series. He's been he's been unbelievable, and I think the Storm will have a lot of tape on him, and they'll be they'll be looking to shut him down early, pretty much as soon as he catches the ball. So, be up to those those guys outside Jack Whiten um, to do the work. And yeah, I don't, look, 
talking about the storm here, aren't we? It's fucking hard to go past them not winning this game, isn't it? Mate, it's just been it's been the Melbourne Storm for the last fifteen years. Whatever your greatest strike weapon is, we're going to take that away from yep. you, and you have to find another way to beat us. And of course, Jack Whiten is by far and away their best strike weapon. Now, I do remember the last time they played, Georgie Williams had an absolute blinder. Maybe not the last time they played. I think it was earlier in the season. I think last time they played was when uh, Joshie Hodgson did his ACL. But George Williams, he just seems to save his best games for the best opposition. He is one hell of a footballer. Yeah, look, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Again, playing both sides of the field, taking the pressure off Jack Whiten as a ball player because he's he's not one of those guys that you you need in your side to start steering blokes around the park, you know. You just want him with the ball tucked under his wing, running as hard as you can. And George Williams sweeping on both sides of the field really frees Jack Whiten up to do that. And that's why we've seen the best footy out of him over the last couple of weeks is because... George Williams is doing exactly that, taking all that pressure off him. Mate, I think it's a real sign of the times here. You know, these two teams coming up against each other in the prelim, and, and you look at the halves in the game. you got Hughes, Munster, White, and George Williams. None of them are really like traditional halfbacks, are they? They're all sort of running footballers that, you know, they'll, they'll run first, they'll pass second. It's a real sign of the times. Yeah, exactly. And the big difference in this game is Smithy. I mean... Yep. Well, mate, he, he's the most traditional halfback out there, isn't he? He is, 100%. And he'll do a lot of the controlling of the game um, for the Storm. And we, we, look, we've seen it time and time again, year after year. When it comes down to these big games, it really comes down to what team can control the pace of the game, speed it up when they need to, and pull it back when, they, when, it, when it's needed as well. Do you know what I mean? And what player does that better than Cam Smith? And, mate, when you talk about the pace of the game, obviously Brandon Smith, when he comes on, I'm not sure if I've ever seen a more impactful player on a game of rugby league. He is unbelievable. The ruck speed he creates, it just turns the game, doesn't it? Well, we're talking about fucking momentum swings. This bloke does it on his own. He changes the momentum of the game on his lonesome, on his Pat Malone. So he comes on, he's making two runs a set, He's trying to take everyone's fucking head off um, and he lifts the side. So blokes who are, you know, breathing in the big ones, they're having a tough time. He comes on, he goes, boys, get behind me. I'm fucking doing this. Let's go. And everyone lifts. And you're right, mate. It, it, it's, and the way that Bellyache uses him is perfect for this side. And, yeah, I love him. Mate, the guy from the Raiders that's really impressed me during the final series is Hudson Young. I, I just know Ricky's going to put a big, a huge rocket up in before this game, and I'm expecting him to come out ripping and tearing. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Look, it's finals footy, isn't it? When he goes to the grand final, everyone's going to be fucking up for this. Everyone's going to be playing out of their skin. You know, it's going to be a, a really – this this game's going to be more of a, an arm wrestle than the game we talked about before. You know, Panthers – and bunnies, you're looking at two sides there that are just super high-octane offences, and then you come to the Storm and the Raiders, who can be a really grinded-out sort of team, um, and I think that's what it's going to be. It's whatever Ford Pack wins the middle third of the field and starts opening it up um, for these outside backs is, is who's going to win this game, and I just think Storm, with the experiences they've got, Cameron Munster being fit is huge. I don't know how that MCL is fairing. Well, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you saw him on social media the other night, but they were having a ping-pong tournament, and yeah. he um, 
he, he entered the little arena they'd set up and he had to jump over a little rope. And, mate, it looked like he was 100%. He did not look rattled at all. He was ready to go. I'm really excited for this battle of the 5'8s. Jackie White and Cameron Munster, they're, they're two fellas that if they're in your footy team and they're the best players on the field, you do not lose. It just depends which one of them's on, and I'm so excited for it. Yeah, huge matchup. And for him being healthy for the storm and that's massive that is massive he's a big game player he goes to a fucking whole new level when the game's on the line when you need him to be the best he will be the best and uh look yeah cameron munster and cameron smith they're the difference in this one mate obviously we spoke about the penrith panthers whether they i you know they're they're going to start this game straight away or if the week off will have an effect i know craig bellamy and a lot of these boys you know it's not their first rodeo but they did have that week off a couple of weeks ago and they did start slow against Parramatta. how do you see them starting this one i actually think this game will start pretty slow it'll be It'll just be a good football game. Do you know what I mean? It'll be completed sets. It'll be they'll be getting to their kicks. It'll be a really hard, solid defensive outfit from both sides. So if you want to take any a try to be scored after eight minutes, I'll be jumping on that because it will be a real arm wrestle in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes of this game. Mate, I think the fact that this one's going to be played at Suncorp, it's going to be about a 26, 27 degree day out there, dry footy. It really suits the Melbourne Storm. And, and for me, if I was the halves and Smithy for that first 20 minutes, I would be keeping the ball in play as much as I possibly can, play fast footy. This Raiders mob, they are going to be tired from last week. Melbourne's going to be fresh. They have to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. And look, I'd be looking at the left edge for the Storm to just be yeah, firing on all cylinders in this one. Cameron Munster, um, Justin Olam has just been playing unbelievably, both in attack and defense. And then obviously you've got the Fox out there beating everyone with his feet. So I like... I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Justin Olam for for an anytime try scorer here. Love it. Absolutely love it. I like the fact that you're giving giving the Fox early ball. And who's in the inside of him backing up every single time? It's Justin Olam. So I, I see Cameron Munster creating some space for the Fox on the outside. He scoots down the outside and then obviously draws in Charles Nickel Clockstad, and it's an inside ball for Justin Olam to dive over for a try. Mate, I'm going to tip this game to buck the trend a little bit. I think it's going to be more of a defensive effort. I'm going to take the Melbourne Storm to win this one 18-14. I think the Canberra Raiders, they've got a really good squad down there. They are resilient as all fuck, and I just think they're going to hang in there. I don't think they'll get the job done. Melbourne 18, Canberra 14 for me. What do you got? I love it, mate. So there you go. Let's take the unders. Let's take Storm 1-12. Uh, let's take Olam, anytime try scorer, and let's take a try after eight minutes. There's your same game multi, people. Now, mate, obviously, if we do happen to get these two right, which knowing us is more than unlikely, who do you like in the grand final for your Clive Churchill if we're going to have the Melbourne Storm taking on the Penrith Panthers? Oh, yeah, sexy. I like this. Because I've been betting on Clive Churchill for about six months now, and if one of mine don't get it, I'll be Mm. fucking filthy. Yeah, look, what a game we're going to have if it's Panthers Storm. Fuck. Obviously, no, mate, the the short price favourite there would be Nathan Cleary. I'd be guessing he'd be at five or six dollars. But then Smithy potentially could be his last game. If it is Storm v Penrith, if we are right this week, who's your tip to win it? Tough one. What a tough one. I'm, I've really been impressed with the Panthers. 
I underestimated them, especially that first week of finals. I thought Roosters were going to be all over them because of their their wisdom, their experience, the, the fact that they've been there. But Panthers, just with pure confidence and, and enthusiasm, just put them to the sword. And I think that's the way they'll play this week. And I think that's the way they'll play in the grand final as well. Like I said, they just don't give a fuck. So I'll be... I'll be backing the Panthers, so that's where my money will be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you want your money to be on the top, on the side you want to win in the grand final. So I'll be backing the Panthers. I think it'll be a close game again, and I'll take Nathan Cleary, Clive Churchill, because he's just my massive man crush. Huge, mate. I'm going to stick with my pick that's been all year. I'm going to take Melbourne Storm into Cameron Munster. I think he's on the verge of really exploding, and... Fuck, I reckon Munster and Wayne Bennett, they'd be sitting back watching all the journos and everything bag the shit out of this Queensland Maroon squad, and Munster will just be warming up for it, I reckon. I love Munster. I I love everything about him. I think he's an, a fantastic player, and I think he's underrated. He can turn any game on its fucking head with one play. So, mate, I like that. I like that Storm into into Cameron Munster. If, if Storm win, he's a great chance of getting it, that's for sure. Mate, it's going to be a cracking weekend of footy. I thank you for joining us again. Our, but you know, both of us, we've gone with the uh, Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm to win this week. Going to be a cracking weekend of footy, mate. Thanks for your time, mate. I am absolutely fucking pumped for this weekend. I'm going to have to go have a cold share after chatting about it. So, um, yeah, mate. Let's hopefully we get these tips up and uh, win some money and and then move on to the grand final champion. Look forward to hearing from you next week, mate. Oh, bro. Catch you then.